Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Have fun, kids. That's our Jesus, huh? We're not just talking about stuff, you know, but God is so real. And, you know, for some it may seem like, um, you know, some maybe who don't know God. And they think, oh, I don't know if God is real and all this stuff. And, and they can chalk things up to coincidence and all these things. But you just have to, we have, as we walk with God, undeniably, we see his hand in, in, in everything. It doesn't matter if we're looking for, if we need a job, if, we, if it's a health issue, if it's spiritual, if it's physical. God is a spirit. He was made manifest in the flesh, and that Jesus, the Word, became flesh. And that's exactly what he wants to do in our lives as well. So he transforms our spirit, and he just gives us a new life. And I actually, um, I just wanted to talk about that. I mean, it's, it's just so nice to hear just a testimony where, you know, there was, you know, somebody and, and helping another, and just to see how the body of Christ works, you know. Jesus is the head, and if we really took our cues from him as the head, we would be that bright, shining, powerful light of love and his power and, and just whatever's needed in this world. And, and truly, that's what it's all about. Jesus is king. But is he really king in our lives? You know, that's what we need to look at. We need, if, but, but if we truly walk with him, if we truly take our signals from him, if we truly, you know, when we see somebody in need there, and we, we take that step of faith and love to, to be Jesus for somebody, you know, it, it, make, it, it just makes a world of difference, you know. And I'm sure, you know, the... Also, the person you met at the traffic light or whatever. It, you know, it's so easy to keep going, right? Isn't it? It's so easy. And, and, and you know, we do sometimes. And, but when we, when we do take that moment and we stop for the one, you know, and we, and we actually let the love of Christ com- constrain us, compel us to do what he would do. You know, somebody's life can completely transform and, and all of it. And, and to us, it, it may seem just like another day with Jesus. <laughs> but if we make this a lifestyle of just embodying Him, you know, and, share, and being His love for people. And really, that, that's, that's why we're here, you know. That, that's why all of us are here. It's why, you know, we're getting together like this. And we're not here... So I have a place to preach <laughs> or something, you know. We're, we're here with Jesus at the center, and, and it just excites me, you know, when people share a testimony and things, and, and we, we can see God at work through people's lives, the real stuff, you know what I mean? It's not just, you know, more bits of information to file on a shelf somewhere, you know what I mean? All of that really means nothing unless it really translates into a life lived. And so let's, let's just remember that. We're here to live a life with God. We're here to experience Him and to, to know Him. And, and to know Him is to walk with Him, is to not just read and hear His Word, but when we actually apply His Word and we let His Word affect the decisions that we make in life, we start to see the life of God made manifest. 
and we and things start to change and and then we begin to really get to know him not just by information but by experience life experience and we're here because we have god has given us eternal life and that's meant to be lived and experienced every day so i just want to talk a little bit today about that um that supernatural life that god has given us to live because people are asking themselves and looking for answers they're looking for the truth and thankfully our god is powerful our god is amazing that he can transform real life situations and so we we he we're here to embody his kingdom we're here to embody that supernatural aspect which is not supernatural for god it's natural but to the world i speak in a worldly context it's supernatural when they see somebody healed when they see you know situations change and things happen and and just that it, that's not humanly possible to engineer and we're here to really embody god's life which is supernatural to this world and you know if probably each one of us if we stop and actually thought about things that have happened to us I was just thinking this morning just you know and just you know was reminded of some things maybe I can't remember if I've shared some of them or not but you know I um I vaguely remember but I know my mom you know told me when I was young that uh, we were I was with her in a shopping se- or in an underground parking and um we were walking it was pretty empty and I don't know early morning or later at night I don't know one of the two and uh so it was just kind of my mom and I I was I don't know how old I was I could don't really remember actually <laughs> so I was uh small I'm sure but I could walk so and we were going towards the elevator there were two lifts elevator or what do you call them here uh what do you call them lifts 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 two lifts one on this side of the underground parking and one on the other side and we were going to the one closest to us and they were and then she said there were two guys on the other side but they were coming this way and so my mom told me well she didn't have a good feeling so she started going to the other one and they also started going that way as well so clearly um at that point she was a bit concerned and she prayed and then from seemingly nowhere these other two kind of friendly big guys appeared and walked with us to the elevator and those other guys went away you know they just when they saw that they kind of turned and and went away and so they were walking with us to the elevator and um when we got actually into the elevator and just turn around they were gone so God had sent a couple of angels to escort us, you know. And another time uh my dad told me that uh, I also don't remember it was small whatever. Small enough to know I'm not supposed to play with the car lock when we're driving <laughs> and and open the door. Anyway, so we were driving through town, busy busy intersections and all this stuff and after he rounded a corner, uh he looked over and I wasn't there. So the heart starts beating and and all of that real quick and he looks back in the rear um view mirror and there I am sitting happily in the middle of the intersection with cars going around me and I'm just sitting there in in the middle of the intersection clearly 
another scenario where God's angels were kept busy. Um, God wants to interact with us. And, you know, there was no reason that I, you know, could make that. It's just God wants to interact with us in a supernatural way. He wants to speak to us in a supernatural way. Jesus was born supernaturally. He started his earthly journey supernaturally, born of a virgin, right? Uh, and the angels were singing on the hillside, and the shepherds came, and, and you know, they, Mary and um, um, Joseph were, you know, warned in a dream where to go because God knew that their lives were in danger. Herod was going to try to, you know, he was going to wipe out all the young children and all of this, and so God made sure that they had provisions, you know, so all the, the three wise men came and brought all these, you know, very uh, valuable things and money and uh, spices and all, all this kind of stuff, which was more than enough to uh, carry them to safety and to, to provide their needs. So Jesus, Jesus started his earthly journey in a very supernatural way, and his life was hallmarked by the supernatural, right? What is natural for God, but supernatural in the eyes of the world. Whether he was healing the sick or raising the dead or cleansing the lepers or telling Peter to go fishing and get some money out of his mouth to pay the taxes, you know, whatever the case may be, he lived by faith, just like we need to live by faith. But he he exemplified to us that the supernatural life of God is, it's our portion. It's our inheritance. God is supernatural. I mean, he's, which means he's above the natural. He's not limited by natural, earthly limitations. And so he, he really wants us to walk there with him. Walking with God, if God is living, or it's his essence that he's not limited by the natural, he's supernatural, then our essence should, is the same. And he wants us to walk with him, and if we're walking with him, then we will be on that same plane, because God's not going to limit himself, right? That's not cool. <laughs> he's not going to do that. People need to be helped, healed. People need to see the truth, so he's, he's not going to just forget that. He's going to be who he is, and it's up to us to walk with him. He's made the way. He gave his son Jesus. He said, all who are willing, come. Come. If you're thirsty, come. I have something to, for you to drink, the Holy Spirit, and it'll be in you like a well of water, he told the woman at the well, right? You're thirsty, you're coming here to get some water. Earthly thing. But he switched over and he said, I have water. You drink this water, you'll never thirst again. You see, what man, he just talked so weird, didn't he? He was not talking, weird, in quotes. He was, he was not, he always found a way to elevate the situation to give people what they need. You see, it's so easy just to talk on the earthly level. It's, just, it's so easy to be human. We're, we, 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 are, we do have flesh. We, we walk on this earth, and it's easy to do. But Jesus is saying, come, come here, walk with me. I want you to walk with me in the, where you are above the limitations of this life. That's what people need to see. So when Jesus was speaking with the woman by the well, it was water, give me a drink, and all this, he just found a way to quickly elevate the conversation to the things of God. He found a way to, to reveal to her that the Spirit of God is there, available. 
living water that will spring up in you. He spoke of the Holy Spirit. So he was telling her, he was inspiring her faith because he started to speak, you know, uh, words of, of wisdom, words of knowledge that he couldn't have known, right? Beyond human ability, beyond the natural realm. So he's, he was, his whole life was exuding the supernatural. And we are, it, it's the same spirit of God in us. And so he is calling us to walk into, in that place. Um, God wants to speak to us in dreams and visions and all of this. Um, Cornelius in the Bible, a Roman centurion. Uh, centurion? Yeah. Anyway, Cornelius, yeah. He, it says, actually, let me just read it. Let me go there one second. That's over in Acts chapter 10. Yeah, Cornelius was a centurion, and it says he was a devout man, one who feared God with all his household. You know, in Proverbs it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The reason people do bad things is because they don't fear the Lord. They think, ah, maybe we evoluted from a ape or something like that. And, you know, there's no concept of I'm created by God and there's a purpose there and he's, he's there. So the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So here says Cornelius, uh, feared God with all his household, who gave alms generously to the people. So he was not letting the earthly things control him. He knew how to control his earthly things. So in this case, the alms, the, the um, was finances. So he, it's it's so easy to get running after the carrot, and then it controls you. But we need to be in control. We we need to let God be in control, so that He knows what we have need of, and and. We should be good at what we do, and he wants to bless us. But never those things should control us. And so that is why, you know, also, you know, giving and all of that, it is, um, it is just something that we do, well, to further God's kingdom. But it's, it's also something just to prove that God is, is our God. And nothing uh, of this world will be our God. Nothing of this world will dictate that you know, our life is going to revolve around those things. We operate in this world, and we, but God is our God, and we use what we have for his glory. Okay, so he feared God with all his household, who gave alms generously to the people, and he prayed to God always. So he was, he was praying, communicating with God. It says always. So that's the platform here. So then what happens about the ninth hour of the day? He saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming into him and saying, Cornelius. And he observed him and he was afraid. And he said, what is it, Lord? Okay, to make a long story short, you can read it in Acts chapter 10. But because here was a sincere man who feared the Lord. He was a Roman centurion, so he didn't, he didn't know Jesus. He didn't know the truth, but he, he was sincerely reaching out to God and God answered him. How did he answer him? He, he saw a vision. And this vision was, um, so, uh, was, what was it? Angel of God came to him and said, Your prayers and your alms have come up for a memorial before God. You know, the prayers, it, um, it's like incense, it says, going up before God. But it says his prayers and his alms. Even so, his actions, which 
you know, the things that he gave dedicated to God that came up before God. You know, so what we do and his prayers. And it says, so this angel said to him, you know, send some guys to this place and, you know, basically search out Peter. And he's going to tell you what you need to know about me, God is saying. And so the, the point is that he feared the Lord. He, he, by his actions, he confirmed that, you know, he, God, he, he was after God. And so God answered him. This is a principle. When we put God first, when we truly go after God with our heart, he's not going to let us down. He's not going to let us flounder around in life. Jesus said, seek and you will find. Knock and keep knocking, the Greek brings out. Knock and keep knocking, the door will be opened unto you. So seek and keep seeking, knock and keep knocking. So persistence, you know, Jesus told the parable of the the unjust judge and and it says he told this parable so that people would always continue to pray and not lose heart. It's so easy to look in the eyes of the flesh and lose heart. And we stop and we say it's not, or, or we just give up or we allow that seed of faith to be snuffed away. But it is he who continues, knock and keep knocking, seek and keep seeking, know your inheritance in the Lord. God is our inheritance. Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Jehovah Rapha, our healer. Um, Jehovah Tzidkenu, forget what that means. I think it's our banner, the Lord our banner. Anyway, he's our banner, he's our stronghold, he's, our, he's everything. One of those songs there says, you are my everything. You're, he truly, truly is. It's not just a nice, pretty sermon. <laughs> he truly is, but we need to experience him. You know, it's nice to hear about him, but God wants to answer and provide and do things in your life. Every single one of us has a different things going on. We've got each a unique situation. And God is right here, right now, right there with you. The very moment that we, you see, he stands at the door and knocks. The scripture was written to Christians, okay? He stands at the door and knocks. And whatever we're struggling with, whatever we're, we have a, whatever the case may be, all we need to do is open that door by faith. By faith, we open the door for him to come in and fellowship with us because that is all he requires. He requires our trust, our faith, because it's humanly impossible. We can't build a ladder to reach that high or something like that. But by faith, we can trust the Lord. By faith, we can choose to trust the Lord and that what he promised, he is faithful to fulfill. We don't have faith. It's it's not about having faith in our faith, faith in our ability to A, B, C, X, Y, Z. It is about faith in God. It's easy to have faith in God. I mean, who here would doubt that God is able to do anything? We know God is able. We know he wants to because he's on our side. He proved that when he went to the cross. He wouldn't have let his flesh be shredded and he wouldn't have let those nails be driven in his hands and issued in this new covenant. And he, at that last supper, he said, this, this is the new covenant in my, my blood. 
what more can he give to show his love for us and how much each one of us means to him? What more could he possibly do than he has already done? His flesh shredded for our healing. By his stripes we were healed. His, he gave his life on Calvary, on that cross, the nails driven in, to issue in the new covenant that we could be clean so that we can have a relationship with God. Because only, the, only the, um, those who are cleansed from their sin, who, those who are made righteous in the righteousness of God can have a relationship with him. Light doesn't dwell with darkness. So Jesus did that for us. And we receive Jesus. We're made new. We're a new creation. And now we need to learn to walk in our inheritance. Remember, in the Jewish tradition, the inheritance was given uh, at the beginning of life, not at the end. And so when, when the Bible talks about our inheritance in Christ and that He is our inheritance, that life is meant to be lived with Him now, at the beginning of our life with God. Not after we die, we just go to heaven and then we all shout hallelujah. Yes, we will shout hallelujah. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be wonderful. But there are many people that they still need to taste heaven on earth here because they're not in a good situation. Their mindset is considering suicide. Their situation is dire and they see no hope. We have hope. Abide in faith, hope, and love. These three. The greatest of these is love. The end of 1 Corinthians 13. Right? We have hope. We have faith. We have love. We need to walk in so we can share in with the people. Okay, so Cornelius had this vision. And so, but he was with a sincere heart reaching out to God. And, and, and his life proved that. And so God gave him a vision, sent an angel. And he said, go there and search out a, some guy named Peter over there. This, Cornelius didn't know Peter, but he said, go there. And so then Peter, then God gave Peter a vision. We're talking about the supernatural. God wants to speak to us in supernatural ways. He wants to give us visions. He wants to give us dreams. He wants us to be open for him to do whatever he wants, to speak to us in whatever way he wants, to do whatever he wants through us. We need to allow our paradigm, our way of thinking, to be expanded to accommodate the supernatural ability of God. That's what we're talking about. The, the supernatural inheritance on earth as it is in heaven. If for us to experience and live this way, we truly need to be open to that. Okay, so Cornelius had this vision. So, and then Peter had the vision. It says about Peter in verse 9, Acts chapter 10. Um, Peter went on the housetop to pray. It was about the sixth hour. So again, he was in prayer. Funny how all these things happen amongst people who pray a lot. You know what I'm saying? Prayer as in Spending that time with the Lord. Prayer from the heart. Not, you know, it's too easy it, to pray, sometimes even to pray together and you, and you know what you need to say and you say it and you pray it and, you, and you're a good Christian. <laughs> you know what I mean? But God wants the nitty gritty. You know what I'm saying? He wants to hear when you just don't know what's going on and you're not afraid to say it to him. He wants us to be able to have that freedom and intimacy to know that, you know, 
God, I don't understand. You know, I, 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 I just don't get it. What's going on here? Or, you know, I don't, I'm, whatever the case may be. That's also prayer, what God wants to hear. Because you ever heard like, uh, well, I guess uh, for somebody who's, an alcoholic, the first step of recovery is to admit it, right? To, to identify their situation, right? For us to make progress in the Spirit, to live with God experientially in the supernatural realm, we, we have to identify what realm we are walking most of the time. We have to have a good, honest conversation with ourselves and say, Self, we need to... Uh, <clears throat> Do something here, <laughs> because God is, has this inheritance for me, and I'm not quite experiencing that yet. You know what I'm saying? And we're all in that boat. Okay? If you're not, I'm going to pass you the microphone right now, and you can continue to <laughs> continue. But we all, we all have something, and we're all iron sharpens iron, and we're all in, on this journey. We're all in, to encourage each other. We're all, that's, the, that's the church. What is the church? It's not the fact that we're in a building and we... You know, we got this, you know, first we have worship and then we click a button and then we, that's not church. Church is us, the people, the believers who gather together. I mean, in Romans 16, there you can say, greetings to the church in your house. We can meet in a house. We can meet under a tree. Jesus didn't have a building. <gasps> well, how did he have church? I mean, he was the church. You know what I'm saying? He and those who wanted to follow him with him, they, they, they exemplified the church. Actually, the Holy Spirit was not yet given to all these people. It was Jesus. So he said, it's to your advantage I go away so I can send the Spirit. So let's, okay, let's say uh, after Jesus went, he gave his life, he sent this, his Spirit into the believers. All of a sudden, boom, the believers exemplified the church. The early church didn't meet in a building. But they were the church. They knew how to live life. With God, so it is not the measure of a Christian if we come to a church or what we identify as. A, we are the church. We need to walk with God, and and encourage one another in the fellowship of the saints and and transform this world together. That's the church. The church is the body of believers that take their cues from the head. That work together, the fingers work together, the, the kneecap works together, the toes, we all work together towards the purposes of God. That's the church. So, um, so <laughs> Cornelius had this vision, then Peter, okay, he, was, he went up to pray about the sixth hour. So, again, <coughs> fellowshipping with God. Oh, yes, praying from the heart. Right, let me finish up that thing. Praying from the heart. Speak to God. You say, I don't know how to pray. I mean, I mean, I know how to pray. Bless his food. And, but what is real prayer? Prayer is from your heart being honest with God. That's prayer. Prayer is from your heart. But we need to approach God in faith. We, that, that's necessary. Because Scripture tells us, uh, you know, if you don't approach God in faith, then you're double-minded. Don't expect to receive any answer from God. Because... God doesn't speak the language of doubt and fear. When we come to God, we come to God knowing that He is able to do what? Anything. And He wants to. 
anything that is good. He wants to. Hopefully that's clear. Hopefully we have that foundation. God is on our side. (laughs) He's not against us. Okay, so knowing that, and if you're not sure of that, go read Psalm 103. It says, he executes judgment in favor of, for all those who are oppressed. If something's oppressing you, God's on your side. He's already cast judgment to set you free, and he's made that available to you. We just need to walk through with the door of faith. So, um, all these little parentheses, something off there. Um, where was I going? This is just a test. I do this periodically if you've been here before. So, where was I? <laughs> Gosh. Um, okay. So, the, oh, praying from the heart. Yes, thank you. Holy Spirit. So, praying from the heart. That's what God wants to hear. He doesn't need the polish. You don't need to polish something for God. He wants a true expression of your sentiments to him. God, man, I'm not experiencing this and I should be. Can you, can you help me? Can you help me, please? It's our inheritance. We know it is. But we're, but we're not experiencing, experiencing it. Talk to God. Lay it out before him. Jesus depended upon God. He said, I don't do anything except what, what I see my father. I, my father do. I can't do anything. It is my Father who does the works. Jesus understood his authority. He understood the power that was flowing through him and that, you know, outside of Lazarus' tomb, Lazarus who had been dead for a few days, right? He stood outside Lazarus' tomb and he said, Father, I thank you that you always hear me. Why, why did he, in that scenario, he could have just said, Lazarus, come forth and skip that part, right? But he didn't. He said, for the sake of these people around me, I say this now. Thank you. I know that you always hear me. So Jesus did everything he was doing in dependence upon his father. He wielded the authority of heaven, the authority of the king of heaven, his heavenly father, on earth as it is in heaven, but he wielded it in communion with his heavenly Father. It wasn't a separate thing, a separate action. It was, a, it was all from the heavenly Father, his heavenly Father. It was not something he's on his own now. i got to have faith now, I'm on my own. It, 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 he, he walked with God. As a man, he walked with God in dependence on the mercies of his heavenly Father, dependent upon the Holy Spirit to do the works, just like the same scenario, the same boat we're in, right? But he showed us the way to walk on the water. He showed us the way to live that life in fellowship with his heavenly Father. And that is by faith and trust and just throwing himself Stepping out on that limb by faith, but knowing that our Heavenly Father is faithful to, to deliver. So, okay, Cornelius had this vision. Peter had this vision. It says he went up to pray. And so, can't get away from that prayer. So, prayer. when we speak from our heart to God, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord will set the platform that God is able, He is faithful, and He, and he wants to. And we're not flippant about it. It's not just, oh, thank you, Lord, for the food. And, but thank you, Lord, for this food. 
You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm very leery of letting anything become a ritualistic or, or sort of like, you know what I'm saying? Um, but when we do speak to God, let it be with the fear of the Lord. Let it be with the awe and honor that He deserves. Let never our communication with God become a form where it becomes like this routine sort of um, tradition type thing. He's God, the creator of heaven and earth, and we are privileged to be able to communicate with him. And that's the kind of prayers that gets answers. When we come with the awe of God, with faith in him, that he will do what he promised and we come and we communicate from our heart. It may be a couple of words and the rest you just there with him. But then God will interact with you because you've come from with your heart. Here's my heart, Lord. Here is my heart, Lord. That is the platform of prayer. That is the platform of prayer that gets answers because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. But faith um, with the heart, we believe. You see, it's, it's a sincerity and an awe for God. But communicate. Just start where you're at. Start communicating with him. Say, God, I don't even know you're there. Tell him. Are you there? Show me. That's, that's the prayer I prayed way back when, before I knew Jesus. I said, God, if you're up there, or wherever you are, or down, or over there, show me. I, I want to know what the truth is. I don't want to live life with no truth to guide me. I need to know. My heart reached out. Like Cornelius was there. He was praying to God, giving alms generously, but he didn't know God. But he knew because implanted in each one of us is the knowledge that there is a God. It's in the beginning of Romans, I believe it is, where it says, heavens, the heavens declare, um, in Psalms it talks about, the heavens declare his glory. It's his handiwork. It is ingrained in each one of us as his creation that there is a God. And mankind has to work at it to stifle that conscience, consciousness of God. We may not know or understand, but that knowledge that he's there, you know, we need to seek him out. We need to to seek out the ways of God. You know? So that's what Cornelius was doing. He didn't know God, but he, he was there, and, and he was seeking out God, so God answered him. And uh, Peter, so he, w- he went to pray, and he became hungry. It says he wanted to eat, but then while they were preparing the food, he fell into a trance. Ooh. Yeah. Bible, right? They're in the Bible, right? He fell into a trance and saw heaven open. I mean, what if somebody would say that to you? Hey, how was your weekend? Oh, cool. I fell into a trance and I was having, hanging out with God. <laughs> this is Bible. I'm not, I'm not pulling out some mystical book of something. <laughs> this is Bible. God wants to interact with us in, a, in the ways that he has for us. Okay? So now... Peter fell into a trance and whoop, where was I? Huh? He saw heaven opened and okay, God basically gave him a vision and revealed that he should go with 
the, the guys that Cornelius sent. And because he, he thought he was only going to go to the Jews, but then God was showing him, don't call any people unclean. I've chosen also the Gentiles. And so God gave him a vision, long story short. And so when the people from Cornelius came, Peter was willing to go. So God spoke to them in these, in these ways. So God wants to use dreams, visions. He wants to, but we need that grounding of the word of God. And so he wants to operate with us in, in um, supernatural ways. So our part is to get alone with God and say, Jesus, I want that. You know, I want to walk with you in a greater, with a greater manifestation of you in my life. I want to embody you. That's our calling. That's our inheritance. That is God's purpose. It says he has ordained, he has prepared the works before us that we should walk in them. What works? To walk like him, to live like him, to speak like him, to think like him, to fellowship with him where he is, unbound by the natural limitations of mankind. He's calling us there, but he stands at the, 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 he stands at the door and knocks. And he says, can I come in? I have so much to share with you. I have so much I just want to reveal to you. I have so much, but can I come in to your busy schedule, your busy life, all the things that you're involved in? Can you, can you make some, some time for me, please? Can you make some time in your focus and in the direction of your heart so that I can come in and share some things with you and we can hang out together and we can do things together? He's standing at the door. He is knocking. Let us, by faith, open that door and say, Jesus, yes, take me there. I'm not experiencing life that way, but I know you've got it for me. And bring me there with you. Take me on this journey. I, I take your hand. Your hand is reaching out. I, I accept your hand right now. And by faith, I'm going to start walking out by faith with you. You've said these things you know, believers will lay hands on the sick and they'll recover and make disciples and preach the gospel. You know what? I'm going to start to obey. I'm going to start to do that. And God begins to work with us. We see his hand and miracles start happening and his voice becomes clear when we make the, the, the choice to, to walk with him. Where did the time go? 402. Hmm. Okay. Um, let me just read this one little quote by John Lake. John G. Lake, he said, Beloved, there is a deep, passionate yearning in my soul that above all else, this congregation may set forth to the praise of God such a character of righteousness in God, such a purity of holiness from God, that this people may not only be recognized in this city, but throughout the world as a people among whom God dwells. That's our calling. That's, that's my vision. I hope it's your vision too. That we will be those people. That we will be those people that the world can come to and taste and see that God is good because His supernatural spirit is at work amazingly in and through us. One more little quote by him. I trust, blessed be his name, that in calling together once again the people of God, it shall be to establish a work on a new 
plane, indeed a higher one than our souls have ever known, where the radiant purity of the holiness of God shall be shed forth into the whole world. And I believe that this is God's purpose. The Holy Spirit is calling us up higher. There's, I just feel like uh, some things are going to be changing and um, even practically, but in how we're reaching out, what we're doing, God is going to be moving and those who want to move with God will need to be moving too (laughs) because if God is moving, (laughs) we better be moving too or we're going to get left behind. So let's get alone with him. Let's present ourselves to him because he's moving. He's got some things in store, some things planned. And um, I, for one, want to be moving with him. And and I hope you do too. So Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you're a moving God. We don't need to be getting bored. If we're getting bored, we're not moving with you. So let us... Take up the anchor and, and take it out of this world and put the anchor in you so that where you move, we're going to move with you. Help us, each one, to present our lives to you so that we can know you, so that we can walk with you and get beyond information overload and get to experiential joy. The joy of being your vessel that reaches out and touches lives and to do what you said to do so that we can walk with you, experience the joy that you feel when one person comes to you. All the angels rejoice. The 99 are great, but there's that one out there that is lost and searching and looking. Help us to stop for the one. Help us to truly be your body and to take our signals from you so that we can really just manifestedly be the people that you're calling us to be in fellowship and walking with you and transforming this world. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all. We love you. Have a cup of coffee. If you need prayer or anything, we're here. God bless. See you. Thank you. Hi, my name is Paul Warren Gray with Life Mission. If you'd like more audio and video teachings like this one, please visit our website at www.lifemission.org.za. That's www.lifemission.org.za. And if you are in the Johannesburg area in South Africa, we hope you'll drop in so we can meet you in person. Details are on the website.